When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do you feel um, when you've won the World Cup in front of 100,000 people and uh, you come back to Australia and the first game is going to be in a big stadium in front of almost no one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, when you're talking about World Cup finals, it's the pinnacle, isn't it? So um, we're still on a high from that. It's not going to get much better from that. But I'm sure it's going to be well supported here. Um, you know, even some of the test matches you play in Australia... Uh, I think the school might still be in here. You might not get the packed stadium, but you know there's going to be millions of people watching, um, and it's kind of the start of their summer is that first ball, the first test match. So we feel really supported whenever we play over here, and probably after the back of the, the well, the last 12 months we've had, I've never felt like the support like we have kind of the yeah. last month. Real smart Alec areas there from Malcolm Cotton. Uh, great cricket writer. There's a bit of a provocative question. There's a lot of focus on the crowd for the West Test. Uh, time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. Barista mate, ice cold drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. A big part, as always, of the SEN Test cricket coverage is Barat Sunderace, and he joins us from Perth. Hello, Barat. Oh, good morning, Julian. Yeah, a very smart question from Malcolm Khan. Uh, firstly, just to get the facts right, there were 97,000 people, actually 92,000 people there. Uh, but it <laughs> felt like 120,000 people, uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's right about the crowds. Right? It, it seems like it, it's a topic, it's, it's an issue we come to every time we come to Perth these days. Just on that, just, I'll take you up on a point there about the World Cup final, Bharat. I'm going to put it to you. That stadium doesn't hold as many people as it says it does. Uh, no, unless Donald Trump's uh, visiting or there is a massive concert going on. Uh, I mean, it, it, the whole 132,000 number has a lot to do with, say, if, if it's an open kind of uh, uh, an event where there are lots of people who are on the ground as well, if that makes sense. Uh, so I think that's, the, that's where the number gets a little lost. But having said that, it, it did feel like a much bigger number than uh, what we were told, uh, which in itself tells you how how massive it is and how difficult it is even for Indians to fill it up. Yeah, it sounded like 200,000 people coming through the television. The atmosphere was amazing. Uh, just before we get uh, stuck into previewing uh, what might happen in this first test, what we can expect from the tourists, uh, just give us a weather update in Perth, please. Oh, it's hot. It's uh, it's steamy. It's very unlike Adelaide where I was till last night where it's been raining and we're still waiting for summer over there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hot and steamy, and I'm sorry about the echo effect. I'm just walking seven stairs or, or seven fleets of stairs down to get to my Uber. No, it's okay. 29 degrees expected, uh, or 29 degrees at the moment, expecting a top of 33 uh, in Perth uh, today. Uh, just one more different one for you. We've been asking off the top of the show. We. Pakistan cricket, they have produced some of the great individuals over the years, some of the most entertaining cricketers. If I had to say to you, name me your three favourite Pakistan cricketers of all time, who would they be? 
Oof, I mean, you can't go past Fatima Makram, right? Like, uh, as a fellow fast left-hand fast bowler as well, you will see how it has to be Fatima Makram. <laughs> uh, no, um, and, and I guess, like, you think Pakistan, you think they're fast bowlers, right? But uh, growing up, the one guy that really mesmerized battles the world over was Saklen Mushtaq. Like, you don't yeah. talk about Saklen Mushtaq too much, do we? Uh, it feels like uh, he's, uh, he's become passe. Like, you talk about... Um, everybody else who came after, but he was the original mystery spinner, if you think about it. Uh, and I guess another one who uh, tormented India in particular uh, was the classy Saeed Anwar. Uh, yeah. you know, I think he made hundreds in Australia as well, so there was always something very special about Saeed Anwar, uh, which again, another one of those guys who doesn't get spoken about enough. Yeah, Abdul Qadir coming through quite strongly off our 40 Winks uh, temper text machine as well. What about this Pakistan team, Barat? Their team selection Interesting. No spinner and a couple of fast bowlers on debut. Is that is that risky? Uh, it is very risky, and I always worry when uh, subcontinental teams uh, come to Perth and not pick a specialist spinner. Uh, I mean, it it would have made sense if say uh, they still had Nasim Shah uh, with them on board. Uh, you know, her special talent is Nasim Shah. Uh, but when you have Shaheen Shah Afridi, uh, Jules, and the other fast bowlers are at best medium fast uh, on the basis of what we saw from them on that slow pitch in Canberra, uh, it is concerning. And, uh, you know, uh, already a lot of people back in Pakistan who I've spoken to uh, are very worried about the team selection. They are accusing the team management of being very defensive. Uh, it is a new team management, don't forget, with uh, Hafiz and uh, Wahab Riyaz and Guys that we kind of well, were used to continuing on playing for Pakistan who are at the helm right now. So um, the bowling does look very concerning at the moment. And look, it also had a lot to do with Abrar Ahmed, their mystery spinner, their specialist spinner breaking down on the eve of the test. Yeah, that, that certainly hurt them. What about the toss today, Barat? We saw last year in this test match, uh, the West Indies win the toss, send Australia in, which certainly backfired. If Shah Massoud calls the right way, is it? Will, will he certainly bat? Is there any chance he would send the Australians in? Look, they've already made one mistake, in my opinion, by going in with an all-seam attack. Yep. The second mistake they would they would make in Perth is to bat forward, is to bowl first if they do win the toss. I think Pakistan's best chance uh, here is to uh, somehow, you know, weather the storm early on and put put runs on the board. I mean, if you let Australia in with your with your inexperienced bowling attack, and if they get away, especially David Warner and the likes, and, and also the hungry Manus and hungry Steve Smith, um, uh, you are risking, you know, chasing the game from very early on, which is what happened with the West Indies last year. Tell us about the captain, Sean Masood. Obviously played a really good innings uh, in the tour match, uh, you know, making a double century. I just listened to his whole press conference yesterday. I thought he was such an impressive speaker. He seems like a real leader. They want to play aggressive. Front foot cricket, he's all talking about, you know, it's a chance for this group, you know, to create a bit of history and what a great place to start playing the best team in the world. He seems like a a really impressive all-round cricketer and captain. Oh, very much so. He's a, he's a classy dude, uh, Shan Masood. I, I remember when he made his debut, what, 10 years ago, uh, Jules, and, and what stood out was he just he just looked like a very, uh, un, uh, or looked unlike uh, most other Pakistani cricketers you'd seen, and it has nothing to do with the way he speaks or the way he carries himself, but he was just calm. He just had that cool about him even back then. Um, and uh, unfortunately for Pakistan and himself, he's just not cracked international cricket the way they would have loved him to. Uh, but who knows? Maybe leadership is what he's wanted all along. And uh, just speaking to people in the know in Pakistan, they've always felt like 
he's got those leadership qualities even though he's just become captain now he, every time he's played he's kind of uh, you know rallied the troops around and he's got that about him so hopefully for his sake and for pakistan cricket's sake uh, this series goes well and they hang on to him for a while because you know how things work in pakistan cricket if doesn't doesn't work out i can't see shan mazood staying captain for too long how aggressive do you expect them to be barat with the way they played for someone like baba azam or the shackles be released is he the key man but it seems like they do have this mentality that we saw in their their last series against Sri Lanka they 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 want to play on the front foot yes we did and shan masood was one of the uh, the leaders of that approach having said that the guy who was um, or who had orchestrated that approach on the on the back of what england were doing was mickey arthur and mickey arthur is no longer part of the side uh, so you never know with pakistan though right <laughs> you could just suddenly find uh Mohammad Lafiz or whoever was in charge right now say no we need to go back to our traditional form so uh, and but that's the beauty of Pakistan cricket you really do not know what to expect i mean they were they've been in my career the funnest team to cover uh, even their practice sessions are filled with um, uh, the unknowns really uh, but yeah i mean hopefully they do come out and play in that fashion you're right i mean they were scoring it well over four and over on those flat pitches uh, in in sri lanka but the feeling there also was that because uh, it was goal that was the only way out for them to to score runs i don't know whether they will look at these australian conditions the same way especially when you're talking about uh, three of the greatest to ever played the sport with the new ball and then one of the greatest to have ever played uh, test cricket in nathan lyon Speaking to Bharat Sundarace, a big part of the SEN Test Cricket commentary team. It all gets underway at 12pm, the coverage that is, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. What about from the Australian's point of view? I think Pat Cummins made a good point yesterday. It's one of the great things about the World Test Championship, that every test counts. Uh, Australia's got to make sure they win their home games. They want to be back in that final uh, in about 18 months' time. But we expect them to win the series. Recent history against Pakistan suggests they'll win the series. They'll win it comfortably. What are the a couple of key parts of the Australian team that you're looking out for in terms of maybe individuals, performances. Mm. What are you looking for in this series? Uh, firstly, the continuation of the the rise and rise and rise of Travis Head, right? And this is not just the South Aussie and me talking, but uh, it's just been a fascinating ride we've been on with Travis in the last 18 or so months. I mean, who would have thought he would become a cult hero? Uh, I read somewhere that people are going to dress themselves up as Travis Head uh, in the crowd today for, for, uh, for I think, charity purposes. But um, and that's definitely something I want to look out for. Uh, the return of Nathan Lyon, well, he said that he wants to uh, he, uh, go back to England and India in four years' time or three and a half years' time and get the job done. Uh, two places he's want to, want, uh, he's, he wants desperately to win Test Series in. Um, so I want to, you know, it was such a, a heartbreak to see him uh, leave the Ashes midway. Who knows how that series would have gone if he had stayed back for the whole series. And uh, I think uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. But obviously, you can't look past David Warner and his uh, final foray either, can you? Like, he's just, uh, I mean, you know, he loves saying this in the press that, what what are you guys going to do once I retire? I've been giving you news and stuff to write on for so many years. Well, you can't argue with him, uh, especially in the way on, on the back of how the lead up to this test summer has been. No, you're right there, Brad. Uh, excuse me, as uh, the, the the voice leaves me for a second. Um, just on Travis Head. <clears throat> excuse me. What what do you read into the fact that he's been made a, a joint vice captain? What does that say to you? 
Yeah, firstly, I'm not surprised you're losing your voice, Jules. He's left us speechless many times in the last 18 months, hasn't he, Travis? Said just even talking about it. Yes. Uh, but no, look. I mean, again, like with uh, I said that about Shan Masood, like what leadership has followed Trav around throughout his career, where he was South Australia captain at 21. And, and I had a really interesting chat with him though, uh, just before the World Cup semi-final in Calcutta, where he did speak about how the last 18 uh, or 24 months where he had no uh, responsibilities of leadership, uh, actually helped him kind of grow as, as a cricketer or just focus a lot on his own cricket. Because it's, whether it's the media or just the responsibility, like I said earlier, of carrying the red backs on his shoulders, has, carried, has followed him from the time he was, he was a very young kid. Uh, and to not have that, I think, has helped his growth. But now I think he's ready to take on that leadership um, and, you know, he was looked at, looked at as a future captain many, many years ago in Australian cricket circles. And it's great to see him take one baby step back uh, in that direction. What have you made of the whole situation around Usman Khawaja the last 24, 48 hours? It's, a, it's an issue that divides. There's a lot of people saying it's a little bit mm. hypocritical from the ICC, given some other causes they're supported and the fact that Usman's not taking sides here, where others say just keep any of these sort of political messages, even though this one doesn't seem that political, away from sport. What, what have you made of it the last 24, 48 hours? Uh, one thing I've learned uh, in the last few years is, uh, Jules, if you do have a voice, uh, whatever you do, regardless of like what that voice is used for, uh, it's never easy to actually put your neck or stick your neck out there and, and, and take a stance or take a stand. Uh, the fact that Usman Khawaja does it so often I think full credit to him. He, uh, I said on uh, on Twitter or X or whatever you call it these days, uh, he's quite the inspiration in Australian cricket. is is lucky to have him. Uh, but then I got a lot of grief from a yeah. lot of people uh, across the board, and, and, and I get it as well. I mean, look, uh, any message, any message, you can. Uh, it depends on you, right? You can go and read it and interpret it in uh, as a political message or a religious message, and that's what a lot of people are doing. I mean, everything from the color of the text on his shoe to everything else has been uh, discussed and debated. But the fact that he's able to do that, he's okay to put himself out there uh, and uh, realizing that it will lead to a lot of debate and a lot of criticism, uh, it says how, how strong he is in his character and also where he is in his life right now. So I'm all for people you know, taking a stance. Well, whether you agree with it or not, well, that's up to you. And then it's up to how you deal with it. Yep, I, I tend to agree with you there, Bharat. Uh, we've got... You know, all things being equal, we've got another three tests uh, with David Warden. We fully expect he will make it to the SCG and have his farewell there. There is this fascination at the moment, and there has been for months. Who's going to take over at the top of the order? Is it going to be one of the traditional openers? And Matt Renshaw certainly did his chances no harm in the in the PM 11th match. But it just feels the last week or so, Barat, there's, there's, there's a momentum for Mitch Marsh to go to the top of the order when David's time is done. Uh, I, I guess, look, ever, ever since this, this discussion has come to the fore, I mean, who's going to replace David Warner in the last 12 months or so, Jules? I, I guess the, the guy who has the biggest say in this, once again, is Usman Khawaja, uh, because he now takes over as the senior opener, uh, if he isn't already. Uh, and then it's a question of who complements him the best, because you expect Uzi to play for the next 12 months, maybe 24 months, uh, or regardless. I mean, even for the two test matches against West Indies, you want to pick someone who... Um, uh, kind, kind, he can kind of uh, get get on with in in a batting partnership sense, like where Uzi can do what he does, and that's what David Bonner has allowed him to do in the last 
18 or so months ever since they started opening regularly together where Usman Khawaja can just bat time and take his own uh, or play the game at his own pace while Warner, even if he hasn't been the ultra-aggressive Warner of old, uh, does his bit and, and the scoreboard is ticking. So I think that's something uh, Australia will have to look at and Mitchell Marsh has proved in the last 20 or so months across other formats that uh, he is that man. Whatever role has been given to him, bat at the top of the order in white ball cricket. Yes, sir. And he's really taken it on. Uh, this, uh, like we've sp- spoken about Usman Khawaja and how comfortable he seems to be in his own skin. Mitchell Marsh is right up there mm. in that front as well. So uh, it'll, it'll be a good good uh, time for him to start a test summer in Australia. He hasn't been able to do that in such a long time. I think it's been four or five years since he got to do that. Um, and, and to kind of cement himself in that middle order, and then, uh, you know, he, he, he's capable. And maybe the West Indies bowling attack, no offence to them, could well be the best challenge for him to uh, be thrown up there. But my pick always has been the other Western Australian all-rounder, the Jules. I have to say that Cameron Green has the technique and the tempo. Top of the order. Top of the order. Push him up there. Look, people say number four, but uh, Steve Smith's not going to give up number four anytime soon. So uh, you want to keep Cam Green in there. And number six has felt very unnatural to him. So in my opinion, I know all the experts have said Mitch Marsh, but I go with Cam Green. And I've got to let, I've got to ask you this question before I go. You're, you're a couple of steps off being a fashion icon. What are we, what are we rolling with today, Bharat? Uh, a, I just realized uh, while I was speaking to you that my uh, really short shorts have become shorter. So that's a bit of a concern on day one of the test summer. But no, we got some rabbits going uh, and some flowers going on the shorts. Uh, got a lot of flowers. Uh, there's a lot of pink on me today. Nice. Um, and, and I always, always uh, make sure that the first day of the summer, I always have my cricket socks on. And by cricket socks, I don't mean uh, the the socks, the whites I would wear to play cricket, but uh, cricket bats and cricket balls on my uh, on my socks. And uh, to, as always, to multicolored shoes. There you go. Beautiful uh, fashion icon about to walk into Perth Stadium. But <laughs> uh, very shortly, you'll be at the nets as well, watching it all go on. We can't wait to hear yourself and the rest of the SEN Test Cricket commentary team from 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. As always, Bharat, thanks for your time. No eyes, Jules. You have a lovely day and can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to the first ball. That was a McCafe coffee catch-up. Barista-made, ice-cold drive through for your iced coffee favourites at McCafe. This is mornings for Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV event is on now and host plus now. Unfortunately, our 40 Wings temp is just down at the moment, but still time to take your calls. one 736 736